We're celebrating Kelly's 100th episode on Go Legal Yourself podcast with her guest today, Rob Walsh, VP of Podcaster Relations at Libsyn, and also the 2016 inductee into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host and legal friend, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Rob Welch. Rob is currently the Vice President of Podcasters Relations with Libsyn, a publicly traded company. And in 2016, Rob was inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. Rob has been the president and founder of an award-winning podcast called Podcast 411, and is a co-author of Tricks of the Podcasting Masters. Welcome to the show, Rob. Kelly, thank you for the great intro. Glad to be here. It's I'm super, super excited, Rob. This is the 100th episode for Go Legal Yourself. Woohoo! Congratulations. <laughs> Who would have thought I would get to the 100th episode? Mm, well, most podcasts don't come anywhere close to that. Wow. My my podcaster producer, uh, John, John Beathan, he actually told me, he said, oh, you're going to get to 100 and then you're going to get to 200. And he said, we've got to celebrate big. And that's why we brought in the biggest person in podcasting. So Go Legal Yourself is celebrating its 100th episode with Mr. Podcast himself. <laughs> so how do you, do you say you're a podcaster now? Do, when people ask, do you say I'm a lawyer and a podcaster or have ah, you said that yet? I have not said that yet, Rob. Maybe I should start as of today. Well, at 100 episodes, you can definitely say it. Well, thank you. I've got credibility now. <laughs> but before we get into how fantastic you are, do you have an attorney joke to share with us? Okay. Um, so I, I got two. I'll, 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 I'll pick this one. Uh a lawyer, um, he calls up his friend in a panic. He goes, Steve, Steve. He goes, he goes, I just shot my paralegal. I go, I think killed her. And, and his friend Steve says to him, he goes, calm down. He goes, calm down. First, make sure she's actually dead. He goes, go check. And he goes over and you hear, bang, bang. He goes back. He goes, okay, that's taken care of. What do I do now? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> heard quite a bit but i haven't heard that one so thank you for sharing something new <laughs> i'm glad that was not a reused joke exactly so podcasting rob was previously known as uh, audio blogging right yes, audio exactly. i've never i've never heard that phrase before audio blogging and really it took its roots back in 2004 mm -hmm. but you started podcasting right from the beginning in 2004 when podcast wasn't even a thing. And today, over 45 million Americans listening to podcasts. Yeah, and, and the numbers are growing. So, I mean, it, it's the numbers are pretty impressive. Uh, and when I started in 2004, we were at 
100 podcasters. <laughs> so it's, it's wow. grown since then. Um, and yeah, early on, it was called Audio Blogs. And, and, and right around September of 2004, um, the name podcast kind of stuck and Audio Blog quickly went away and, it, and everything became podcast. How did you get into podcasting? I was looking for a hobby. I had just finished my MBA at UConn. And I was back working, uh, well, I, I worked while I got my MBA. And so at having spent three and a half years working on an MBA at night and all of a sudden it being gone, you kind of look for like, okay, I need a hobby now. I don't want to just watch reality TV. <laughs> um, and I just happened to time it perfect with podcasting. So I was like, oh, I go, that's something interesting. I'll, I'll do that. And then within six months, I said, you know what? I don't even like my job anymore. I'd rather do podcasting full time. And I quit my job and have been in podcasting ever since. Did you even think that this is, this is something that could actually make you money? I hoped initially. I, you know, I, did, I definitely took a leap of faith. Uh, I, I always say what I did was pretty stupid quitting my job. I should have milked my old employer for a long time and did both at the same time until um, the, the job, my day job got in the way of it. And, and the money, you know, so, um, uh, you know, in hindsight, everything did work out for me, but uh, I, it, there was hard pressed to see how it would make money when I think about it now, because when I did that quit and I left, Apple didn't even support podcasting at that point. So it was still a really, really techie thing. When you said you should have milked your boss, Rob, you sound exactly like a lawyer. I've got, <laughs> I've got a really quick, funny lawyer joke um, based on that, right? So there's a, a father, uh, he's had his law practice for about 15 years now. And finally, his son graduated from law school and he joined his dad's firm. The dad gives the son one case that the dad's been working on for 15 years, right? The entire time that the dad has had his firm. And so he's thinking, here you go, son. I'm so proud of you. Go, go have fun with this case. Learn from it. Two weeks later, the son comes back to the father and he goes, dad, dad, I've got great news. And he goes, well, what's that? He goes, I settled the case. And the dad goes, what have you done? That was supposed to be your, your retirement package. <laughs> Milking, yes. But Rob, take us back to 2004 because... Obviously, when podcasting, again, wasn't a thing, how, how, how different has it been when it first started to where it is now that everyone has heard of the word podcasting? Most people are podcasting and it's heard around the world. Yeah, in 2004, just for if you wanted as a consumer to, to listen to a podcast, you had to download a third party program on your computer. Uh, like it pro the first one was called iPod or X. And you download that on your computer. Um, you would then have to go and manually find somebody's RSS feed and, and type it in or copy it in if you were lucky, uh, into iPod or X and you'd subscribe. And then after it downloaded a file, you would connect your iPod to your computer and sync up the episode for that, that came over that night in the morning before you left for work. That was a lot of work <laughs> for consumers and, and a lot of work and today. Podcasts are everywhere. Uh, every music streaming service has podcasting for the most part. Uh, so that that's availability of like a 1.8 billion people that use mo monthly that use those different music streaming services where podcasting is. 
every smartphone you know, has those applications on it. So it's so easy. You don't have to even have your computer involved anymore. It's just you pull out your smartphone, you open up Apple Podcast app or Google Podcasts on Android or Spotify, and you can find podcasts. So it's really a lot easier. And you're right. Now it's part of, it's become, you know, jokes where um, even, was it Peter Griffith from Family Guy had a podcast on hats. I mean, so it's part of just, (laughs) just part of the lexicon now. When I first started Go Legal Yourself, it's about um, three years ago, The I wrote a book. Uh, six months later, I created some packages, legal packages that uh, people that are starting the business or growing the business can actually purchase from the website. And then the next thing I know is like, oh, you should do a podcast. You'd be great at a podcast. This is a great way to uh, interact with with people that are actually looking for business advice. So I had never, ever heard of a podcast. I'm very old-fashioned, right? Very old-fashioned. I've never heard of a podcast, never listened to a podcast. And before I know it, I actually had my own podcast. And John, my podcast producer, he was there going, well, have you heard of this podcast and that? I said, John, I don't even know what a podcast is, right? You've got you to help me here. But it is such an incredible tool to connect with people and, and get your message out. But... When you started, Rob, what were the basics? I mean, what what did you, what were the one, two, threes, right? What did you, did you think about, well, what am I going to talk about? Am I just going to start something and who's going to listen to it? Well, you know, in my case, when I started, I said, okay, what do I want to do show? But I knew I wanted to do it as soon as I heard about it. And I said, well, I like Inside the Actor Studio. I, I stole that idea. And I came up with a podcast for all-on-one where I just interviewed other podcasters. And again, at the time, there was like 100. And now there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of podcasters. So there's a lot to, to you know, a lot of people to be able to pull an interview. But initially, it was just an interview show. I'd just sit down. I'd ask people questions. I used to start with the same standard question, which is like, what was your first computer? And, and it was more for my way of judging by their answer of how geeky the person I was talking was. You know, if they said their first thing was, oh, some gray clone, a Windows machine, a Dell or something, I'd be like, okay, this is not a techie person. But if they go, oh, it was in a, you know, uh, an Atari 800 or an Apple IIe or something like that, then I go, oh, okay. So we gave them, it would give me something to talk about and banter off of them. But, and then after that, I, I always researched, uh, listened to their podcasts, um, get some information about them and, and then try to find something funny or embarrassing they had said and, and bring that up. You know, being a podcaster, it's it's a lot of work. You do a lot. You know, you watch David Letterman on television back in the day, and he'd see him with the blue card. Well, all the stuff on those blue cards, he didn't go research it, and he had a whole team getting that funny information together for him. Uh, as a podcaster, you had to do all that stuff yourself. Uh, and, and the people that do that and were willing to do that got an audience and started to grow that audience. Um, and, and if you have good content, ultimately you'll get an audience. And it doesn't have to be a huge audience either to be successful. If you're in a niche, there's a podcast on chameleon breeding. Not not owning chameleons, about breeding chameleons. <laughs> I mean, how niche can wow. you get? Um, you know, So he doesn't need 800,000 people listening to his show to be successful. Uh, 800, more than 800, you know, 800 is really more than you'd ever think would listen to a show like that, but that's what he gets. That is too, too funny. So I've got two loves in my life. Well, let me rephrase. I have three loves in my life because one of them is my husband, right? <laughs> he always he always likes to be included in that. My first love has always been law. It's always been practicing law. I've been very blessed that I 
truly enjoy what I do. So when you love what you do, it's not a job. And I can talk about law and talk about entrepreneurship and, and how uh, the, the process and different phases that the entrepreneur is going to go through, through their business life. And then my other love is dogs absolutely love 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 dogs and I don't know I think he's just given me another idea Rob you know I've got to talk to my producer and say can we do another one on dogs <laughs> well you know it, it, mine is here in the office with me so if you hear snoring folks it's not me snoring it's it's my my dog so I, I got my 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 buddy Spock here who's my French bulldog he hang he hangs in my office with me most days Rob that's so funny because most of my podcast interviews, I call them my associates, right? I've got two big girls. They're about 80 pounds each, pit mixes. Mm -hmm. And then I've got two little wiener dogs. But usually they're in the office with me. And in the background, you can either hear them shaking their head or the ears, right? Or snoring. And I do have to share with my, my friends that are listening that, trust me, it's, it's, it's the associates that they want to be part of the show. But podcasting, you've obviously seen it grow from, you know, when it first initially showed up to where it is now, where do you see it going from here? Well, you know, let's look at the inflection points and then kind of go from that to what will be the next inflection point. So the first inflection point was Apple coming in in September, 2005. And, and Apple at that point, um, they made podcasting available in iTunes. So up until then, it was really hard to find a podcast, subscribe to a podcast. Apple made it easier. Well, it still wasn't, still wasn't, perfectly easy. You still kind of connect your iPod, still had to sync things up. But Apple made it for the first time kind of mainstream. So that's June 2005. The next inflection point, two years later, Apple introduced the iPhone. Now they've put a smartphone, it really made smartphone available to the world and then starts growing from there. And then you move forward to iOS 8. And iOS 8, when that came out, why that was an inflection point and that's right before Serial came out. And that's what actually enabled Serial to really grow. Um, people want to say, oh, it was Serial. It really wasn't Serial. Um, if you actually look at the growth, it was iOS 8, because that's when the Apple Podcast app became native on the iPhone. And people started around the world, started going, what's this purple icon on my iPhone, and why can't I delete it? And, and, <laughs> that was and, me. <laughs> right, but that was great, and that's what helped. So when you look at the next inflection point, and, and when you look at where we are today, so if we look where we are today, it's about a five-to-one ratio of downloads iOS to Android, even though there's five times more Android devices in the world. Wow. So the next inflection point is when the podcast app, Google Podcast app, becomes native on all Android devices. When that happens, then we'll see the next the next big growth. When when did you make the move from owning your own podcast show to being the VP, you know, of with, with Libsyn? Libsyn is, like I said, a publicly traded company. It, it's a, a platform where people can, you know, listen to podcasts. But that that's a huge leap. Uh, when I ran out of money. <laughs> 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 Actually, it was about six months after I ran out of money because I had an intern in there. Uh, I, I I did the podcasting thing full time, but then I had a I went and worked at a PR company in, in Kansas City where I was living at the time, and I was working at the PR company and trying to get Libsyn, who I used as a client, and they said, well, "Why don't you come work for us?" 
And so they hired me. So that's, and so when they said, Hey, will you come work? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. Cause I was already talking about Lipson all the time on my podcast. I was like, Oh, you got to host on Lipson. It's the best hosting company. They got the best culture. They understand podcasting. And you know, they're all about indie podcasters. So I was, you know, yay, 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 Lipson enough that they said, Well, well, come work for us. And I said, Absolutely. And I've been with them almost 14 years now. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Obviously, you know a thing or two. I have learned a few things over, over the years. Um, you know, and one of the things I learned is, you know, this is a great company, Ellipson, and, and they really care about the podcasting space overall and, and for the long term, not short term game. They didn't come in when it became fashionable. They were in like I was in before it made any sense to be in the game. So, Rob, between TV and radio, where does podcasting fall? You know, podcasting, what's interesting about it, a lot of it, you know, we're going to talk audio consumption here, for, which is where most of it is today. Audio consumption on the go, on demand, is what you're really looking at with podcasting. And there's more time in the day to consume audio than any other medium. And unlike radio, where you're at their whim about what you're going to hear and how many ads you're going to hear, and, and, and a lot of times it's only ads over ads over ads. Uh, with podcasting, you get to control when you pause it, when you start it, when you stop it. And and that's a powerful part of that medium, making it feel much more intimate. And, and again, because you can listen when you're walking the dog, working out, uh, doing yard work, on the way to the grocery store, you pause it, you go into the grocery store, you come back out, it picks up right where you left off. You know, that's the beauty of podcasting. And, and it's not just driving. You know, We found after you know, COVID came out that people kept still listening. Uh, they got addicted to it and they continued to listen. So even though they weren't commuting, uh, people were still listening from home. As far as using podcasting as, as a marketing tool for a business, what would you advise someone that was looking to do that? Uh, because I know that there are do's and don'ts, right, about podcasting, especially for promoting businesses. Right. So first thing I, I say it, should you do it? And people say, should you do a podcast um, as a business? And, and I say, absolutely. And then I give them some numbers to first convince them. And at first I say, do you have a blog? And almost every business has a blog. You're like, yeah, of course. Well, the ratio of bloggers to podcasters is about 2,000 to 1. So there's not that many blog podcasts out there. So if you want to stand out in your field, you're probably going to stand out a lot better having a podcast than just a blog. And then as a podcast... Because you're speaking, it's a much more intimate medium. You're literally in people's heads. When they're listening to you, they have the earbuds in, you're literally in the middle of their head. So you have a much more intimate connection than watching a video or reading because that's a disconnect, right? That's in front of the person, whereas the audio is in their head. And you can really convey to your, your potential clients what your product's about, what you're about, what you stand for. And, and here's the best part. You're not on a clock. You don't have to be pitch, pitch, pitch. You can be 99% information and 1% pitch and get a lot more effect out of that than trying to be pitch all the time for 15 minutes once a week, right? Uh, on the radio, you know, you have radio and you're hoping someone listen to your segment on the radio. And this, people are going to search you out. And when they find you, they're going to, they're going to come back over and over and over. And it really, really helps when the host has an English accent. It really does. Yeah, you haven't. Your voice is is a great voice, so that <laughs> definitely helps. Uh, 
Um, <laughs> but that said, you know, even Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast, so you can't use your voice as an excuse not to have one. Right? If he has a podcast, anybody can have a podcast. Um, and, and, and then the other thing I would say is respect your listener's time. The, you know, most of the time people are listening to podcasts to pass time, to, you know, multitask. Be respectful of their time. Give them a reason to want to listen to your show. Give them good information. If it's all fluff and, and you want to get to the real stuff, pay me $7.97 to watch my webinar. If that's the reason for your podcast to promote some webinar, it, it's not going to succeed. So you have to actually give them real content. You know, I have to be uh, honest with you, just you and no one else, right? I know <laughs> it's just, just between you and me. I, uh, when I'm uh, driving to meetings, you know, I'll, I'll put on um, my own podcast and I'm listening to some of the, the past uh, interviews that I've had with guests. And over time, you know, they, they really do uh, show my personality. They, I feel like I'm connecting with myself, Rob. That That's how you know, sort of one-on-one um, -on -one I get with with the podcast. And th there have been times where I'm listening to the, the guest and the guest is really engaged in providing valuable information. And you do get carried away because sometimes, you know, you miss your turning or, or it's, you know, I've got to turn back again to, to get to where I'm going. But it it's so true. It, it's an intimate uh, time that you have with the person that you're listening to. Yeah, there's been times where I have pulled up to where I was going and I just stayed in the car an extra five minutes to get to the end of the episode. I was like, I don't want to get a car. I got to, I got to listen to the end of this. Where, where is this show? What are they talking about? So yeah, it, it, good hosts really do get engaging and, and you, and really do, um, I don't know, for me at least, they connect. Uh, and that's why I loved the medium early on. Um, I was one of those people that wanted to be on the radio and, but, uh, thought, you know, this is much better, you know. To be honest, because you get to control it. Nobody tells you what you can say or how long you have to say it. And based on your experience, um, how long does it take for a podcast show to really sort of make it within the top hundred, if you say, if if you will? Most never make it. <laughs> so you know, I, most are never going to get there. Uh, the reality is the median number of downloads that we see across all the shows that host on Libsyn, we host 75,000 plus shows. Um, what we see is 125 is, is the median number. Half the shows get more, 125 or more and half get 125 or less downloads per episode within 30 days of release. And so to get to that top hundred, you, you're going to be in 50 to a hundred thousand downloads uh, if you want to be there consistently uh, or more. But consistency, if you want to grow your show, I mean, one of the things if you want to grow your show right off the bat is consistency. Release, if you can, on a semi-regular schedule. That's the best way to grow it. And then get listener feedback. Uh, I, I always found the shows that did the best growing from no audience were the ones that, when they did launch, said, hey, here's my call-in number. Here's my email address. Give us some feedback. Let us use you in the show. Because every listener that you got on your show became an advocate for your show and then promoted your show. They said, hey, I was on the show. And they told their friends and that helped grow it. So it's another thing to do. And you and you should do that as a business podcast. One, it, it shows another message subliminally to the listeners is that you care about not just the listeners, but you're going to care about them if they become a client. 
Absolutely. And I think one thing that can really, really make or break your show too is the person that you partner with, right? For example, who's who's producing your show? So I'm just going to give a quick shout out to my podcast producer because I absolutely love him to bits. Uh, he's done incredible work for me and he's actually counseled me over the years. I was uh, one of those Again, I've never, ever listened to another podcast, didn't know what podcast was, didn't even know how to spell it. And along comes John, right? So John is with Heard Not Seen Media, but my podcast is produced through um, Imagine Podcasting. So he said, Kelly, the consistency, you know, you have to stay consistent, right? We, we started off, I think it was maybe once a month, and then we went to twice a month. And then... Um, John just said to me, look, if you want results, you've got to be consistent. I, everything that I do, Rob, you know, from my legal work to walking my dogs to feeding my dogs, it's all consistency, everything. So I said, yes, okay, let, let's do consistency. And I truly enjoy what I do. I truly enjoy interviewing, you know, really hardworking entrepreneurs and really kind of get to, but how did they start their dream? How did they put their you know, planning action. Where are they now? Do they need help with anything? And I'm getting some feedback from other people saying, Kelly, we listened to the show and, you know, your guest was fantastic. I learned a thing or two. So I truly feel that my mission, which is to help each and every entrepreneur out there, is getting out through podcasting. I'm a huge fan. For one thing I want to just point out here too, another thing I thought that you did well, you have a really good looking business card. <laughs> I'm so I I just want to say people underrate that having that physical card for for a podcast and I am like a big proponent on business cards if anyone ever comes to a Lipson booth they'll see all these cards and I collect all these business cards and I put them out for all the different shows and you're a card one of the best I've ever had so so kudos for that because it tells you right away what it is but it's also a way for you or to give it out to someone when you talk about your podcast because word of mouth if you have a card as a podcaster to hand over to someone they won't forget to write something down they're going to take that and eventually they're going to go listen so just something else to, for those that are listening that want to get into podcasting when you do treat it like a business and get a business card for it fantastic i was going to ask you that too could you share with us um, at least three things that if somebody wants to get into podcasting, right, what are the top three things they have to do? Uh, one, buy a case of five-hour energy drinks. Uh, <laughs> you, right? Time has to come from somewhere. It does take more time. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a story I'll tell you about my son who came to me when he was five and a half years old, and he said he wanted to be a podcaster. And, and I had two questions for him. And if he could answer them, I thought to myself, okay, I'll, I'll let him do a podcast. And I said, well, I go, Porter, I go, what do you want the show? What's the show going to be about? And he was able to answer me at five and a half. He goes, he goes, I want to answer people's questions. <laughs> so he had a format. He knew what he wanted. Right. And I go, well, what do you want to call it? She so need a name. And he goes, Porter's podcast. So I go, you had a name that sounded good. He had a format. And I said, good. And then the third thing he needed was a producer. And he had me. So he had that. So you've got John, right? Uh, so having those things. Now, you can be your own producer. If you're going to be your own producer, you need to learn how to edit. And you need how to learn how to upload. You don't have to learn how to hand code RSS feeds anymore. You know, thankfully for companies like Libsyn, we we made it so you don't have to do that part of it anymore. But you still do know need to know how to edit. And I know there are services out there and 
apps you can buy where you hit record and you hit stop and you post and people don't edit and they go, oh, yeah, well, you don't need to edit. You do need to edit. You always need to edit. How many papers did you turn in in college you didn't edit? Right? There's editors for newspapers. There's editors for everything. You need an editor for your podcast because releasing a podcast where I literally had <laughs> this is the story of the worst one I, I I can always remember. People were hitting me up all the time to be a guest on my show, and one person sent me a clip to a show, and he said, "Hey, here's a here's a link to my latest episode. I'd love to be a guest." And I started listening, and about five minutes in, you hear he goes, "Oh, someone's at the door. I'll be back." And he left it recording and he went off and he came back five minutes later. I waited and it was like, it was like peanuts. You can hear in the background, wah, 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 wah. You can hear him talking in the background to whoever was at the door and he came back and then just continued right on, just left it part of the show. I'm like that is an edit point. So editing, <laughs> editing is your friend. If you can't do the editing, find someone who can do it for you because you're going to sound much better edited uh, than you ever will live. Great advice. Great advice. Actually, common sense, but yeah, gr absolutely great advice. Well, no, you, you would think it's common sense. You'd be surprised how little people follow that advice on editing. There's a lot of shows that get put up there. And that's why there's that 125 number, right? half or below and half or above. If you want to listen to a lot of the ones below, they don't put any work into it. If you spend, if you have an hour long episode a week and you spend an hour and five minutes on it, you're not going to grow your audience. You're going to have to put time into it. Um, the biggest shows out there, they will tell you, they put a lot of time. Uh, Lore, Aaron Mankey, 25 minutes every other week. He put 30 hours every other week into that episode. Wow. Wow. I was going to ask you, Rob, what makes a great podcast in your opinion? And remember your professional opinion. People are listening to it. It has content that is entertaining and educational. To me, that's what I like the most, the best podcast. To me, the best podcast out there is Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. It's educational and it's entertaining. Um, I love Revolutions by Mike Duncan. Now I'm up, I'm a history buff. So I'm biased on, on those, on those podcasts, but you know, Dan Carlin with millions of listeners, how did he get there? He, he has a really tight show. Now it's not released on a regular basis, but he puts a lot of work into it. Um, it's really engaging. It's six hours long an episode sometimes, but there's no such thing as too long in podcasting, only too boring. And um, so, But to be successful, I think ultimately you have to have an attitude that your next episode is going to be better than your last episode. And if you have that attitude, your content will get better. Um, and don't worry if when you start out, it's not good. Because you know what? When you start out, it's not good. Because when you get to episode 10, you will, you will rue episode one. Episode 100, how do you feel about episode... 10. Right? Yes, exactly. I'd love to redo it. <laughs> right. So it, that's just part of podcasting. You're going to grow, you're going to get better. Um, but you also have to pick a topic. And here's a really important, you have to pick a topic that you are passionate about. You did that, right? You picked law. You said you love law and you're doing a podcast about law. The one big mistake I see people make, they might be great editors, they might be great recorders, but they pick a topic they think other people are interested in. And it's not one they're interested in. And it's just too much work to be done to get a content out consistently on a topic you don't like. Right. I mean, I, I have a podcast. My, my bigger podcast is on the iPhone, right? The Today in iOS. I love all things Apple and, and, and I love talking about that, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do 500 episodes of that show if I didn't really care about the iPhones. 
Are you up to 500 shows or more? On Today in iOS, I just passed 500. Podcast Good Lord. Kind of, kind of a little on hiatus uh, because of Libsyn got so busy. And I had to pick between the two shows. And, and Today in iOS was actually making me money. And, um, and I could buy iPhones every year and all stuff and write it off on my taxes. So guess which one won? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I do guest podcasts, right? So I interview guests, I think, um, twice a month. And the other two uh, weeks in the month, I do sidebars. And these sidebars are kind of fun little topics. They could be legal related or it could be something as, um, you know, believe in your product or the latest one that, that I did, it was pinky swear. Right. So as kids, we all pinky swear. And so I think we should continue with that tradition, especially in our businesses. Say what you do and do what you say. So, Rob, today you and I are going to pinky swear that you're going to be back on as my incredible guest on the 200th episode. Okay. Pinky swear. And, I, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm doing this with a lawyer, so I probably... <laughs> You know, I, I, I'll be served if I don't come back. It's a legal term, Rob. Look it up. It's pinky <laughs> swear. <laughs> I can't thank you enough being on the show, Rob. Uh, your contact information is all going to be part of our show notes. But is there anything else you would like to share with us? I, I would uh, say this to your audience is that if they have a topic that they're interested in doing, just start. Start with one episode. You don't need 10. You don't need three. Start with one and get it out there. You're going to get better. The biggest mistake I see people do is they try to get five or 10 episodes too. Uh, and, and then they, they never get there. And so if you launch with one, you'll move on. And by the way, it's okay to change too. If you pick a topic, if you're already podcasting and you have a topic that you don't like, you can always pivot. People's second podcast oftentimes is the more popular show. First wow. one, they figured out how to podcast. Second one, they picked the topic they really cared about. And your personality really comes through as well. You really do connect when you're passionate about something. And the, the, there's a saying that says you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Yes. Perfect. Thank you, thank you so much for having me on the show and congrats on episode 100. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you. Absolute pleasure having you. See you uh, in another 100 episodes, right? Pinky okay. Swear for the 200th yes. episode. And uh, my fantastic friends out there, please make sure that you go and download the app from your app stores, or you can definitely listen to us. Go legal yourself, podcast.com. That's right. My producer the other day said, I have a pod page now. <laughs> And so we're going to talk about what a pod page is on one of the sidebars. But we did have a good chuckle. And uh, definitely do check out golegalyourself.com. Do-it-yourself legal protection, which helps you save money and gain peace of mind. I am Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. It's been my pleasure being your host. Until next time, cheers to your success. If you're looking to start a podcast on your own, use the coupon code WHATHAS at checkout and receive a free month of media hosting from our recommended hosting company, Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. This podcast was produced by Imagine Podcasting, and we help businesses eliminate competition by elevating their brand message to be heard. Visit ImaginePodcasting.com for more information.